This is your Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. I'm Brad Binkley. Today's show is going to be a little bit different as we are going to be playing the final two Monica Perez shows to ever air on WSB right here on Drive Time News Blast. They're both 15-minute shows. The first one from February 22nd that may or may not have been largely responsible for the show abruptly being removed from WSB. And the second one is our farewell show. I hope you guys enjoy, and we will be back to our regularly scheduled program tomorrow afternoon. Even predictive programming? Or are you one of those crazy coincidence theorists? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. Except for when... I'm not on from 3 to 6, like today, 5 to 5.30. It's just a mini show, just a little taste, just to say hi, let you know I'm still here, still around, waiting in the wings for Saturday afternoons to return to me. But in the meanwhile, everybody enjoys the UGA sports. I've got no complaints about that. And uh, I just try to jam as much as I can into these short shows But it really is just a taste. If you are not getting enough of the Monica Perez show, be absolutely certain to check out our daily podcast. It's called The Propaganda Report. You can find it on any podcast feed. I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. But first, I mean, I really want to hit the ground running because there is some interesting news afoot. The... And actually, this is something that we have covered on our podcast before it became breaking news or news at all. So today's news is there is a a kind of peace, a kind of ceasefire, whatever you want to call it, between the U.S. They're technically calling it a reduction in violence, a seven-day reduction in violence between the U.S. and Taliban forces in Afghanistan took effect this morning. We're, uh, we are told to expect them to sign a full-on peace agreement February 29th, which is a week from now. And this is a 19-year war. It is the longest war America has ever been engaged in. It was basically punishment for Afghanistan harboring Osama bin Laden and the Taliban, which, by the way, if you go back and see Charlie Wilson's war, some of Hillary Clinton's testimony before Congress. Osama was a CIA operative back in the day, and we supported the Taliban. This is in the record. Supported the Taliban to undermine the secular government there and Russia's connection with them because they were socialist, and it prompted Russia to invade Afghanistan. So who knows what happened between then and 9-11 or whatever, but the idea was Afghanistan was bad and we needed to go in there. And I and I noticed also that Yemen had was where a lot of the chatter was coming out about 9-11. Yet we didn't go into Yemen. We really had no beef with Yemen until the government that was running the show back then was run out of town by the Yemenis. So now we're in there. It's a very confusing story. But in any case, one might hope that after 19 years, we could... And this war in Afghanistan, Osama bin Laden, we're told from every direction, is dead. And that's that should have been halfway to victory, I would think. And maybe that maybe it was. But here is what is the twist that I find interesting. We're, we're going to make a prediction on the show that 
the I'm gonna I don't want to steal Binkley's thunder. Binkley, my producer here, is my co-host on the podcast, The Propaganda Report, and he brought a story. Maybe it was a couple of weeks ago or a month ago about how the CIA has influence on our TV shows. Tell how long ago do you think that was that well, we talked about that on the podcast? Before? January twenty fourth. Hi, Binkley. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm <laughs> great. So it was what January twenty fourth. Yeah. So it was about a month ago, and you told us about what? What was it? What'd you see? What'd you read? What'd you hear? The television homeland on Showtime is known for having storylines that foreshadow political events for being very prescient. First time I've ever used that word, I think, in a sentence. It's good. Prescient, I think. Prescient. I mean, that's a better way to say it. <laughs> Either way, I'm not 100% positive, but hey, I like it. Go, go, go outside your comfort zone. So starting after season three, they began going, the show homeland, the writers, the producers, and the actors even, began going to Washington and to CIA headquarters with a blank slate, not having anything for the plot, because they went to what they dubbed as spy camp, where the CIA just tells them the worst fears that they expect to happen in the coming year, and that then becomes the script and plot in Homeland. Okay. So let me make sure I understand this correctly. So Homeland is just a series on Showtime. It's a TV show on Showtime. Yeah. And how did you come upon this little story about how they get their storylines? I read an article in The New Yorker. It was an interview with the producers and the writers, and I saw some interviews also. So this is mainstream. This isn't like some in the rabbit hole thing. Okay, and they actually show up with a blank slate? That's what they said. Wow. Okay. I should have refreshed, but you had clips and everything, but we don't have time for that. But we do have time for the story. So they show up at the CIA, and the CIA says, this is what we're worried about. Yeah. And... And then the writers of Homeland go and spin that into a, whatever, 15-episode drama for that season. Two seasons of Russian interference. Oh, there were two seasons of Russian interference? Something like that. Okay. All right. So that was really interesting. I was absolutely fascinated by it when you brought that story. I didn't give much thought to it, but you did. And you said, okay, well... The Homeland, you know, there's a preview of the season out, and you brought that to the podcast, too, and said, what was, what, what were you, what was Homeland teasing for this season? They were teasing that the United States would be negotiating peace with the Taliban in Afghanistan, but talks would begin to fall apart as the CIA starts to suspect that the Taliban is instead cooperating with Russia. Okay, so today's news is that... We are, and we've been hearing this for a couple of weeks, but not not before. I remember when I first heard that there was an Afghanistan, like, kind of truce in the works. It was after you told me the Homeland plot. So that's kind of funny. And uh, anyway, so, so now we're looking at this. At this point, the newspapers are all saying, oh, look, this looks great. February 29th looks like we're going to have this peace deal. And But what we might anticipate, if predictive programming, that's what it's called, like when you watch a show, like if you've ever watched the uh, the pilot episode of, was it called Lone Gunman? Yes. Okay, so there was a, an offshoot of the X-Files, and the pilot episode is someone hijacking a plane and driving it into the Twin Towers, which is a, a scenario George Bush told us nobody ever even considered before <laughs> 9-11 in the government, but they were doing it on... TV. So some people think there's that's predictive programming. Like they're aware of what's coming and they 
they tell us about it. Or these are coincidences. So we don't know. And we don't know if this is going to happen or not, right? But another thing that we've been talking about both on the air and also on our podcast is another like crazy coincidence theory that in October 2019, the World Economic Forum, Bill and Melinda Gates and Johns Hopkins got together and did a live simulation of a novel coronavirus that has been unfolding exactly like the actual novel coronavirus that has been reported on since November. So a month later, we actually got real reports that mimic it. And last time on this show, we played some of the mimic reports. But I want to call back to people while we're in the predictive programming mode that those that one of the things they predict in the event 201 live simulation for the novel coronavirus is that after six months of it seeming like it's basically controlled, there'll be a flashpoint. And then by 18 months, particularly like the economy will have, like the markets will have crashed and all this kind of stuff. So I really, really hope that is not a predictive one. I really, really hope so. But I just figure I alert the listener to this as what I call on Twitter a what to watch out for. So let's see. On this CIA thing, on the Homeland thing, Anything else? Are you watching the show? I can't watch the show. I don't have showtime. I've watched the first two episodes, and from what I recall about it, that's the plot line. The plot line is this conflict with the Taliban, and it's clear in the episodes that the CIA head, which is like a representative of John Brennan, I think that's okay. maybe who the person was that molded was the person after. They modeled him. Yeah. After. Does not think that the Taliban would listen, and does not think it's the right idea to pull the troops out. But so the so the CIA is in conflict with the president. The president wants to pull them out of Afghanistan. The CIA oh, doesn't like that. I was wondering how the president would fold in, because I would think, you know, if I had to guess of what kind of a plot line is coming out of Hollywood right now, it's everything was fine until the president screwed it up. Yeah. But perhaps now he's on. I assume the president is on the side of Russia in this story. We'll see how it folds out. Yeah, because what another thing that was in the news this week is that Russia, Russia's at it again. Russia is at it again. And that's another thing that you and I have talked about. What was it? Was it the Army War College that had those podcasts that said, uh, if, if we really need to take preemptive action against Russia or demonstrate to the world what a threat Russia is to us, we need a tripwire that will, will show the American public that we're not kidding when we say... We need to be really aggressive. And then when asked by a moderator what would constitute such a tripwire, I can't even imagine what would constitute a tripwire like that. And the guy said a, a 2020 election crisis. So I went ahead and started the hashtag election crisis 2020 yeah <laughs> so, that's your what to watch out for but yeah that was another thing that i feel like they, there's a lot of foreshadowing out there and i i wonder i mean they get away with it because people don't talk about it event 201 should be on every mainstream media news outlet as being weird you know yeah like, the whole thing's weird, weird. It is weird. And even Netflix had a an episode of their series explained called The Next Pandemic that featured Bill Gates and was released in November 2019. I mean, that's just weird. Yeah, and I don't like I'd say you. so.
It's uncanny. And then when people are like, it's just a coincidence, I'm like, how many coincidences could you possibly have? And I really don't understand. So say it's not a coincidence. Say there is such a thing as predictive programming. Why would they do that? Why would they tell you? And I bet they know, and maybe you know, that psychologically, I, I assume, I, I would wonder if psychologically, oh, yeah, there is this thing where if you've heard something before, even if you heard that it was not true or any of that, if you heard it before and then you hear it again, you accept it. Yeah. It, right. The, the story, absolutely, if you hear it over and over and over and over again, it becomes a truth even if you don't want it to in even some cases. Even if they tell you it's not true, though, that's the thing. Yeah. If, like, they're like, oh, this is this is a false story, and then they tell you the story in your mind, you right. don't necessarily know it's a false story. You watch Homeland, and then you watch the news, and it all runs together, and it's the same thing. Then fiction and nonfiction become one. Yeah, and it makes sense. But this is something that really bothers me. So there's a great show called Black Mirror. I haven't watched in a while because it gets too dark for me. I really have lower tolerance for darkness than I used to have. So there's one episode where they have they get uh, a woman and they say they she's a politician, aspiring politician. They say, you're going to run in this race against this guy. You're not going to win, but you are going to get a lot of exposure. You will will pay you off down the road. You know, you'll get you will get your time in the sun. But you're you're to present these issues in this way, and you can be neck and neck. You can criticize the guy, whatever. But he's going to win, and you'll get your turn. Okay. When you watch it, it's totally plausible, completely plausible. But if I say to you on this show that that's what happens, half the people are going to be like, "Shit, I can't." It doesn't work that way. I mean, if why Fox would tell us about it if it was working that way. It's like, I, pro- I don't think so. I think it probably works that way, and they're not telling us about it. I think it absolutely works that way. We see all the, the 20 candidates all presenting different issues to different demographics. Now they're getting whittled down. Yeah, and they each have their silo. And I actually think Bloomberg's entire campaign is just an opportunity for him to push gun control through gun control ads. So, I mean, just stuff like that. Anyway, we're going to – can you believe this, this segment's over already? <laughs> we're going to wrap it up after the break, and then I'll tell you a little more about how to find our podcast if you if you are interested. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Amazingly, we are already wrapping up the show – But that's okay, because Binkley and I are do a daily podcast that is really going hog wild, I must say. And uh, (laughs) I have to have to give a thank you and a shout out to Dave Smith, who has this uh, great show called Part of the Problem that I was on. And he has such a loyal fan base and uh, he that a lot of people have kind of discovered the podcast since then. But if you want to see my interview with him, it's on YouTube. You want to put a face with the voice or whatever. Go to part of the problem and uh, see if you can find the episode with me in it and give him a little uh, something for the effort, a little extra clicks for that guy. And uh, but here. So here's the thing. We do this podcast every day, every single day. It's 30 minutes from a perspective of truth, liberty and justice. You can get it at Propaganda Report on any podcast feed or the But I have to say, Binkley, that you that, the stuff that you find, either these war college podcasts or the CIA stuff, I mean, it's out there and, and people just don't catch it. Like, I just I'm a little baffled by it because it's real. It's true. It 
sometimes proves itself out like this event 201 thing you found that too i mean i, I just scratched my head about it yeah the stuff will be on youtube they'll be produced by the army war college or the navy or some military branch and it's just terribly produced the audio is terrible it's long and boring and it has like 100 views nobody really sees it and you know what though uh, when Stacey Abrams was running for governor and you really dug up, like it wasn't anywhere. I know how you did it. You shouldn't reveal your secrets of how you get like really obscure research, just your methods. You're a master at that. But when you found this story of her burning the flag on the, on the Capitol steps, and I actually, my problem isn't with burning the flag. I don't care about that, especially since I do think it, it, was looked like a kind of racist symbolism or whatever, what has become racist symbolism if it wasn't really intended to be, but that she put back the effort to get the flag changed by like 10 years and nobody covered it at all. And when you brought it up and it had to hit the press, they said it emerged on social media. So you didn't (laughs) even get credit for it. Otherwise people would start listening and they would find all this stuff in advance. Anyway, we got to go, but we'll be back for another little mini show next week. And in the meanwhile, find us at the propaganda report on your podcast feed or the prop report.com. What you just heard was from the Monica Perez show on February 22nd. And the final 15 minutes of today's show is from the Monica Perez show, our farewell show on WSB this past weekend, February 29th. Hope you guys enjoy it, and we will be back to our regularly scheduled program tomorrow afternoon. Big news you won't like but can't miss. The Monica Perez Show starts and ends now. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty until 5.30 p.m. today right here on 95.5 WSB. So if you follow me on Facebook or on Twitter, you probably know this is the last Monica Perez show on WSB. But we're going to go out with some style. First of all, please make sure that you follow me on Facebook, Monica Perez show there or on Twitter at Monica Perez show uh, so we can keep in touch. I have been on the weekends on WSB for eight and a half years, bringing truth, liberty, and justice to Atlanta. It has been a great run. I'm sorry to say goodbye, but it is not all bad because my producer here, Binkley, and I, a few months ago, started a fantastic podcast. It's a daily show. It's just like a radio show, but without all the commercials every single day, which you can get at thepropreport.com. And there is, uh, we just put up, because I have, you never know what's going to happen. You can follow me on Facebook, you can follow me on Twitter, but when the truth gets real, sometimes people get deplatformed. It actually happens to me on WordPress already. So I want to make sure I can reach out to everybody. I kind of think of it like if you get a good hairdresser, you make sure you get each other's numbers in case they disappear so that you can always find each other. And uh, you're not going to get any references. So go to thepropreport.com slash email and you can sign up for email. I won't send, I'll send you maybe a newsletter once a week with our podcasts in it, but mostly it'll be there in case we need to communicate to each other. If, uh, whatever, if, if something happens and Twitter goes down or Facebook or whatever, we can get in touch. And also I wanted to still be able to have interaction with the audience. I love the podcast. I love 
kind of be able to analyze the news every day, rapid fire. But the one thing about live radio that's so special is that you get calls, you get interaction, you hear from people. So I really do want to hear from people. I want to continue to hear from people. Maybe we can even put some live stuff. You know, Binkley, can we try to get like live interaction on the podcast? Can we move in that direction? Can we try to kind of make up for some of the, the one thing that's really lost? We can give it a shot. All right. So how are you doing, Binkley? You're getting ready for the new, no, a door closes and a door opens. I'm good. I'm tired of wearing this hazmat suit everywhere I go, but <laughs> feeling good. Well, that is, uh, that's the nature of today's news. But we, so I guess, first of all, hey, you know what? We do have some, some people called. So I kind of told people on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, and we got a few kind of goodbye call so whatever whoever one's first in the queue let's hear it hi monica and binkley i'm, I'm sorry to hear that the monica perez show is going off um i've been listening to it for ever since the guys came on and uh, it's always entertaining and interesting i'll continue to listen to the podcast and best of luck in the future and uh hope to see you guys blow up big time that sounds bad, but I think you meant, <laughs> you meant it well. Actually, our podcast is getting really, it is blowing up, mo- mostly because I think of the coronavirus coverage that we've been doing lately. Every once in a while, there'll be a big story that really doesn't get completely uncovered in the mainstream media. It's just kind of too hot to handle. And we have really, we have blown that story, the blown the cover off of that story at thepropreport.com if you want to check out our podcast or at Propaganda Report on your podcasting feeds. But, yeah, I do think that um, that's why people are just getting hooked because they want to hear the real news behind the news. And we're bringing that for sure. So, but look, so, I, so this is my last show, and I thought about what is the one thing that if I, you know, if I had a bumper sticker or a tattoo, neither of which I have, <laughs> what would it say? And what I have to say definitely would not fit on either of those things. But it will fit on a one minute, like this is it. This is the culmination of all of my kind of what I think the whole, the most important thing is. And what it is, so I go deep, right? I go, I get to the deeper truth. You think the coronavirus is just what you're reading on the front pages of the news. There's a deeper truth to that, which you can find out listening to the podcast. But you might not really say, uh, you know, when you think of maybe there are people at the top, they conspire to manipulate the news or events for their own advantage. Now, that's what I think. And a lot of people don't think that. They think what happens at the top is fully vetted on Fox News and we vote accordingly. You know, I think that's kind of crazy, but that's what people think. But it doesn't matter which way you think, as long as you realize that the Bill of Rights, your rights and protections, if you defend those, it doesn't matter what you think about the news. So they're telling you news and they're saying, and this is why we have to take away the Fourth Amendment. And this is why we have to, I mean, it might get to the point where they take away the Third Amendment and start having people in your house, you know? Like, it's it's really messed up what they will do when people are scared of a disease or of terrorists or of drug dealers or whatever. When you start getting afraid, you'll notice if the news has fear stuff in it, there'll be solutions that are presented that almost always 
involve reducing your rights. So all I would say is you don't have to believe my analysis and you may or may not believe the actual news. But just remember, it's very short term thinking to give away your rights and protections because of some black swan event or some one time thing that happens to be well suited, a, a crisis well suited to an agenda item. So I would say just defend the Bill of Rights to the end. And and that, I mean, you really don't need to know for sure what's propaganda and what's pure unbiased facts in the news. Just uh, make sure you know what your rights are and defend them. So, Binkley, if you had one, you know, a bumper sticker, a tattoo or a sentence or a paragraph of like what you think is the kind of great greatest takeaway from your being in the news and thinking about it all the time, what would it be? I would echo a pretty well-known quote that goes, the first casualty of war is the truth, and say that there is a coordinated effort to suppress the truth from the American people going on right now, nationwide, even worldwide, I would say, and that you can fight back, and you must fight back, and you must use your most powerful weapons in your arsenal, which is a critical mind and a willingness to question even those who have gained your absolute trust. (laughs) especially if they are powerful influencers. Question, question, use your critical mind. They are trying to divide you from other citizens. Unite with them. Speak with people offline, off of social media. Get to the truth and live free. (laughs) Well, if they can't withstand scrutiny, then maybe they don't really deserve your trust. But if you want to hear actual analysis of the news... If you really do want to know what the truth of it is, you should check out our podcast that we do together every single day at thepropreport.com or at Propaganda Report on your podcast, your favorite podcast. Let's hear another uh, let's hear another goodbye message. Monica, I'm driven to call you. To WSB, I have been a, a listener for years and you're the only person I listen to on Saturdays and your drive-by. Shame on WSB because the libertarian voice is not heard. In very many corners. Love you. I will miss you, but not for long. I'm sure you'll find another place. I hope Binkley follows you around. He does. We're together. We're co-hosts <laughs> on the Prop Report. And I have to say, I have uh, I have had a great run here at WSB. I have to say, there are so many people have made my experience here nothing but pleasant, really. Shaney B., who everybody loves, <laughs> Crystal, Rachel, Alicia. I mean, really, so many people, even from the very beginning. I, if I can't just name them all, I don't have any time, you know, enough time. But I have to give a shout out to Pete Spriggs, who is the departing program director of WSB, because he did give me a shot. I had absolutely no experience. He gave me enough rope to hang myself, which I'm guessing I actually did. And uh, he t- <laughs> he taught me everything that I was actually capable of absorbing about being a radio host. It's really not in my nature to uh, kind of be out there in the world as an you know as someone entertaining or exhibitionist, whatever. I'm a talker, but it's not the same. So he did do his very best, and I appreciate that. And I really have had a great run, so that's that's good. But let's let's then let's hear one more testimonial if we have a minute. Hey Monica and Brad, I just this is uh, Mateo. I just wanted to thank you guys for all the years of awesome shows you guys have done, and all the great information that you guys provide. You guys are by far my favorite uh, podcast slash radio show, and I think WSB is making a big mistake letting you guys go. So he's a huge tweep of ours. 
And yeah, I've never beginning. heard his voice because he doesn't call because he's not local. We have actually nationwide following, which is kind of fun. So, but he's right, uh, Binkley. You really have brought so much really great eye-popping research from the bowels of the internet. You did make a quite a headway in converting my experience on the air from being like basically having stage fright every single solitary Saturday for eight and a half years. Still a little scary, but at least it started to be fun when you uh, joined the team. It's a lot of fun, and I'm forever grateful for the opportunity that you gave me to join the team. And I would say that your stage fright is completely unnoticeable to an outside eye. It's kind of weird, right? People always say that, and it reminded me of when, uh, when I first started. I mean, like before I ever even talked into a mic. Pete Sprague said to me, it's like riding a motorcycle. You have to look at your gears and stuff, but really just stay steady, stay going forward, keep your hand on the throttle. And I had had an experience learning how to ride a motorcycle with my father. He like taught me a little bit in a parking lot and he says, let's go on the highway. So I was like, what? He jumps on the back and he's like, just got it. I was like, (laughs) so I did. I'm on the highway. The first time I was ever on a motorcycle going like 60 miles an hour with my father on the back. And I was like, hey, dad, you know, I'm thinking to myself, don't panic, don't panic, don't panic, don't panic. Everybody dies if you panic. So I was like, dad, let's, uh. Let's just pull over now. And he's like, okay, yeah, just downshift to wherever. I pull over. It's like, <gasps> and then, so I said, so like this all went through my mind. I said to Pete, I said, uh, I said, so if I panic, everybody dies. He said, yes, exactly. I was <laughs> like, oh my god. So that's how I started. And uh, Krista Dubias kind of showed up with a bag full of Heineken, and she was like, you know. If it gets bad, have one of these. But I never did. I would never do that. And and here I am, eight and a half years later, I did not have to resort to that. That might be pretty interesting too, though. Well, you know, on a podcast you can do anything. So we can the people can maybe maybe we'll offer that on the propreport.com a little uh Wait, post- where was that? Thepropreport.com. Oh, thepropreport.com. <laughs> or propaganda report on your podcasting feed. All right, let's take a break, then we'll wrap it up after this. Monica Perez. Evil does seek to maintain power by suppressing the truth. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. In case you're just joining us, you're not going to like it. This is the last Monica Perez show on WSB, and it's only on for another two minutes. So let's get to it. I I don't want you to despair, though. My producer, Binkley, and I co-host a podcast at thepropreport.com. You can find it at Propaganda Report on any podcasting feed. It's every single day. It's a 30-minute radio show, the news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. Really, you're not going to want to miss it. I've many times had people say, I've listened once and I'm totally hooked, and our numbers show it. So this isn't the end of the world, but let's still, we've got a lot of uh, listener testimonials. People called in, so let's hear one. R.I.P. The Monica Perez Show. Your listeners are surely sad to see you go. Heads up, I say, on to bigger and better things. All the hardcore fans are excited to see what the future brings. This may be a sad day indeed, so go to thepropreport.com and show Monica and Binkley that their voices we need. Thank you, guys. Love you guys. On to bigger and better things. Thank you so much. I recognize that voice. That is a caller, Brandon, who's also a tweep. And that is actually the 
really the thing I will miss is that we used to get calls from people all walks of life. I mean, everybody would call this show from young, old, black, white, rich, poor, highly educated, uneducated. I mean, I had a Yale guy call um, on one of my last shows, on one of my first shows, the guy was telling me how, I know it sounds redneck, but everybody should know how to uh, shoot and skin a squirrel. And I will tell you, as the years have gone on, I'm like, you know what? He's probably right. Because there are a lot of squirrels out there, and, <laughs> and the chips might go down. All right, let's have one parting testimonial, and then I'll tell you how to find us in the future. Hello, this is your mom, and I wanted to call and tell you that I'm going to miss seeing you, hearing you every week, and it was like a personal visit every week. And uh, I hope you have a great, great life. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mom. I really do expect to see you again. I will personally visit you in reality. This This will open up my weekends. I can actually visit you, Mom. I love you. She's a very loyal listener. So anyway, if you but uh, now we have to buy her like a little iPad or something so she can listen to the propaganda report. But y'all can listen to it already if you go to thepropreport.com or propaganda report on any of your podcast feeds. Thank you so much. Thank you, Binkley. Thank you, Monica. I'll see you at thepropreport.com. That's right. It's been a pleasure. This is Monica Perez signing off. I hope you guys enjoyed the shows, and you can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to you all tomorrow.